Welcome home. I'm so glad you decided to join us today for Church at Home, and I would love to extend a special welcome to anyone new to the family. Today we are going to be talking about how Jesus meets us with the in-laws. And if you have any questions, want to get involved, or let us know that you're here, please text HelloCore to 474747 and we will get in touch with you. And if this is helpful to you, please consider clicking the like and subscribe buttons and ring the bell for notifications. We are a church that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus. And there are a lot of great things happening, but we'll come back to them at the end. Right now, let's gather together for a time of praise and worship.
Welcome home, or welcome to my home, actually. I'm Anna, a leader at Church at Home, and I'm excited to welcome you into my home today. I'm excited to spend some time with you. We've made it through the first month of 2021. How are you doing? We're now in February, which is the month of love. I hope you're finding small things to celebrate this month, small little joys to enjoy. My desire is that this next 30 minutes will provide you a small bit of that joy. Prepare your heart to receive it. Set down the things that beep, chirp, or buzz at you. We don't need those distractions. Take a deep breath and release the stress and craziness you've been holding in. Maybe you've been holding it in all year. Gather friends and family around you or contact someone over the phone and watch with them. Let the words, music, and prayers encourage and strengthen your soul as we have church at home together. We begin with the words Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Many Christian services have a time for reciting a creed. And a creed is simply a compilation of the beliefs of a group. As Christians, one of our creeds is called the Apostles' Creed. Please join me in saying this statement of belief. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us, especially if this is your first time. Shoot us a text to 474747 with the word Hello Core to let us know you're here. When you do that, a form will come to you with a place for you to ask questions. If there are any words you don't understand, any questions about the ideas you hear, please write them down and send them to us. We would love to find time to talk more deeply about what you hear. We're now continuing our series on Jesus in Strange Places. We're going to listen to Pastor Stephen talk about Jesus with Peter's mother-in-law. Listen in with me. Well, Stephen, thanks for coming back for uh, Church at Home and this great project that we're working mm -hmm. on. And we're going to be talking about being in the in-law's house, and that's a strange place for sure. <laughs> Um, but it's kind of like, you know, coming into a strange house, you know, right. kind of feel out how everything is and figure out where you're at. So um, tell us more about what's going on as Jesus progresses from the wilderness through skeptics questions um, into normalcy of life. And, and now the next chapter in Mark. Yeah, I mean, we just fit, Jesus is leaving the synagogue, and now he's going to one of his disciples' houses, yeah. uh, Peter. Mm -hmm. And so he's in the disciples' house, and a few miracles are getting ready to happen, that he is continually here in this first part of Mark revealing that he is the Messiah. Yeah. And it's a strange place because Jesus is king. Yeah, He has authority over everything, as we will see here in a few minutes. Yet, 
he's choosing these commoners, so to speak. Yeah, good point. He's coming into kind of these normal places, and he isn't in Jerusalem yet. He's, no, he's not in Jerusalem yet, and he hasn't fully revealed himself as Messiah, and that's partly what he's doing here, is he's revealing himself as the Messiah. But the cool thing is that we get to watch how he behaves and how he interacts with people and how he interacts uh, and relies on the Father. And that's what we're going to look at a little bit this morning in this strange place, in, this, in Peter's house, is that he does some miracles as he interacts. Uh, there's a, a term called a left-handed marriage okay. uh, that I recently learned in this where a king marries a commoner. Okay. And the king can lose their status as royalty. And that, in fact, is what Jesus did on the cross as he ends up losing his status for us. But we're going to focus this morning on this scene here as Jesus enters Peter's house Mm -hmm. and he meets his mother-in-law. And we're going to connect to a few things. And we're going to see that Jesus has command over the darkness. We're also going to see that he also connects with the Father in heaven through rest, through renewal. And we're also going to see that Jesus himself is committed to the Father's timing. So we see that he commands the darkness, that he's committed to the Father's timing, and that he connects with the Father for his rest and renewal. If you could start us off and just read verses 29 through the beginning of uh, verse 34. Yeah. And immediately Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he, Jesus, healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons." I think if I was in that neighborhood, I would have been running over there too. Absolutely. You know, when you hear about this, this, is a, this was way before cell phones, yep. of course. We were at, uh, last night, we were in, uh, we had moved some of my, my mother-in-law lives with us as well. And yeah. So we had moved some of her stuff and there was a phone and my, my, my son, he said, dad, what is this? And it was a landline phone. Oh, yeah. And I had to explain that right. there was this connection, this landline, you know. So, uh, well, even before landlines, there was this oral tradition where yeah. it was word of mouth. And all of these people gathered after Jesus did this miracle. He goes into the house. Yeah. The mother-in-law has a fever. And he rids her of the fever. He heals her. Wow. And she does something that... I'm called to do as a Christian, you're called to do, is that in response to Jesus, she serves. Yeah, that's She serves, and it says she immediately serves. So she gets it up and serves, and everyone comes around, and Jesus begins healing the sick. And he begins uh, uh, calling out and ridding people of demons, of darkness. So he has command over the darkness. My uh, youngest, the other night, we, I, I'm downstairs, and she uh, goes upstairs to get her PJs on, and she scurries real fast out of the room. And then like a second later, she scurries right back in. It's like, there's no way she got her PJs on. She went all the way upstairs. She said, Daddy, it's dark upstairs. And she was moving. Yeah. So she came back. And so, of course, I walked with her upstairs. But she, she went, and she 
clung to me in the darkness. Yeah. And that, that's the point of that illustration, is yeah. that uh, Jesus has authority over sickness. He has authority over darkness. He has authority over demonic powers. And that if we want light, we need to cling to Jesus. I heard someone recently say, if you walk to Jesus, he will run to you. Mm. And it's the idea that, um, that, that just like the prodigal going home, that the Father runs to us and embraces us. Yeah. So that's where the, commit, or where the command is. And next, we want to look at uh, that Jesus has this commitment to God's timing, God the Father's timing. So if you could just read that little tiny yeah. half verse. Yeah, it's a real curious little bit. And it says, and he, Jesus, would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. That's curious, isn't it? That is curious. It's like, why would they even do that? Why would they, or why would Jesus do that? Why wouldn't he want to make himself known? Right. Well, this is where he is revealing himself as the Messiah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the bottom line here is it's not time yet. Right. God has a bigger plan that Jesus uh, is following. Now, Jesus is God, but his role is also to listen to the Father in heaven. And that's the call with us as well, that Jesus, he, he, he shows his authority by, by hushing this demon mm -hmm. from speaking. He's showing his authority, but he's committed to the Father's timing. Now, this is tough for me, to be honest. Uh, the toughness of, or, or the, this is something that I'm always tempted to do, Stephen's timing as opposed to God's timing. And... Uh, an illustration that, that helps me out, I grew up in North Carolina, and about this time of year, the, the trees in North Carolina are bare, yeah. and all the leaves have fallen off. But what I know, because year after year after year of living there, is that there is something going on inside right. that I cannot see that is going to produce this fruit. Yeah. And just as Jesus is relying on the Father's timing, he's calling me to rely on the Father's timing. I, you know, to, it almost feels, uh, you know, it almost feels like I'm being condescending to, to, to tell someone, rely on the Father's timing. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it really is true that, it, and it is easier said and done, but he calls me, he calls you, he calls us to rely on his timing. There's a great uh, a section in Matthew where, where Jesus is, is teaching uh, his disciples, he's teaching us to rely on his timing, to say, would you mind just living in today? Mm. Just live yeah. in today. And well, if I'm going to live in today, I've got to cling to him over and over and over again throughout the day. Well, and maybe that's part of the reason for this strange story mm. about his, you know, Simon's mother-in-law because it's such a normal thing for people to get sick and mm -hmm. people to and to have this left-handed marriage with common people. Mm -hmm. Just this commitment to them to go to them mm. um, and be with them. What a what amazing when I'm in this waiting period mm -hmm. to know that yeah, it's hard, but Jesus is going to be there in the middle of mm -hmm, it. It mm -hmm. makes sense with kind of how it progresses. I love that. Even in my, even in my 
you know, those moments where I'm just kind of pulling my hair out yeah. and saying, is this happening? Is that happening? You know, and I, I got to control something, you know, right. I got to, and, and uh, it doesn't mean that I don't follow his lead and that right. I just yeah. sit there and wait for something magical to happen. Right. But what it does mean is that in the process, I am relying on him. Yeah. And so Jesus, you know, he's committed to the father's timing, but all through this interaction we see the next day that Jesus we're told that Jesus gets up early in the morning if you wouldn't mind reading yeah. the rest of that passage yep and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark Jesus departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed and Simon and those who were with him searched for him and they found him and said to him everyone's looking for you and Jesus said to them let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also for that is why I came out and he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the thing that comes to mind when I hear that passage is, you know, don't make someone else's emergency your emergency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a bigger plan going on here. But what I love is that Jesus gets up in the morning and, you know, he's 100% man and he's 100% God. Or as my, my son would say, Dad, doesn't that mean he's 200%? <laughs> I like that. It's like, yeah. all right, yeah, I as guess so. As a matter so. of fact, yes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and, and that even though he is still God, his role is to rely on the Father for mm. his rest and his renewal. Yeah. And that in, instead of, and in, in, as he's hanging out with the Father, as he's spending time with the Father, he knows that, his calling is not to go back, but his calling is to go in this direction yeah. because eventually that direction is going to head to the cross right. where we will be rescued, yes. where our sins will be forgiven, mm. where we can look back at these passages and say, oh yeah, the cross happened. That means that, that God is always for me, even in these moments where I'm just like pulling my hair out and I don't know if this is going yeah. to work or not, God, right. but you do have authority, and I'm going to put all of my weight on you. And so Jesus, he starts off in the morning, and he gives, uh, uh, he gives this, the disciples this lesson of saying, I've got a different purpose. Right. I'm going to go preach the gospel. Yeah. And as pastors, it's just a good reminder of the importance of mm -hmm. preaching the word yeah. and how, you know, why is it that we want to understand and know God's word? Why is it that we have core groups? Right. Because yeah. we want to know God's word. That is, that is him preaching to me, him yeah. preaching to you. Absolutely. And, and it is the way that he wants us to follow him. And so as remembering, uh, as we're remembering Christ's work in here, that he, he, you know, in this strange place of Peter's house. Mm -hmm. You know, he goes in and he, he has command over the darkness. We remember that. We remember that he's committed to uh, the Father's timing. So yeah. we also rely on, we're committed to the Father's timing. Yeah. And he also gets up early in the morning and he connects with the Father for mm -hmm. his renewal. Yeah. And I think that's, an, I think that's, I mean, I don't think. I mean, it says it here. That is good advice to Absolutely. get up early in the morning yeah. and to say, Father, look, will you lead me? Will you lead me? I have union with Christ. I know you're for me. I know you love me. Just let me rest on 
you. Let me rest in what you are you want yeah. for me today, and not my will be done, but thy will be done. Save me from myself. Save me from Stephen. Yeah. And may I rely on you. Yeah, that's so good. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Stephen, for reminding us that Jesus desires to walk with us in a close way in the normal times of life. If this has touched your heart and you have questions about God, a God who could be so personal, please use the feedback form to reach out and we will contact you to talk further. As Christians, we have a God who hears and forgives. We like to take time in our service to examine our hearts and confess to Him. We confess times when our heart has been restless this week, times when we haven't gone to God but to other people, things, or substances to meet our needs, times we haven't trusted God's power to meet our needs. Take a few moments of silence to reflect on this week and confess those things to God. Together, let's confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty God, creator of all, you marvelously made us in your image, but we have corrupted ourselves and damaged your likeness by rejecting your love and hurting our neighbors. We have done wrong and neglected to do right, we are sincerely sorry and heartily repent of our sins. Cleanse us and forgive us by the sacrifice of your Son. Remake us and lead us by your Spirit, the Comforter. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose steadfast love is as great as the heavens are high above the earth, remove our sins from us. As far as the east is from the west, strengthen our life in his kingdom and keep us upright to the last day. Through Jesus Christ, our merciful High Priest. Amen. I want you to know that God loves you and meets you no matter how far away you feel today, and He meets you with welcoming words of Jesus, and there are to all who turn to Him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. These words remind us of the truth that Jesus is a personal God who desires to come near us. And as a result of his care, we then can care for each other. We say to each other, the peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. As we say the word peace, we realize that the world is greatly lacking in peace right now. We hear of bad news everywhere. Our hearts are heavy until we remember that we have a God who walks with us in all the places of our life. We can turn to him with all our needs and wants, and he both hears and answers our prayers. Join me in praying to this God. Father, we pray that you will lead the nations of the world in the ways of peace. Guide their leaders in wisdom and truth for the safety and good of all. We do pray, Lord, for safety around the world. We pray that the vaccine for COVID would um, be allowed to be given to many, many people and that this disease would start to slow down, that people would be safe as they travel, as they interact with others. Lord, we just thank you that you are the one who keeps us safe. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Pour out on your whole church the spirit of unity and truth. May all who confess your holy name agree in the truth of your word, 
live in loving unity, and serve you with holy and righteous lives. Lord, we do pray for the church that we would desire to serve you with holy lives, with righteous lives, that we would um, desire you above all else, that we would take the time to meet with you, that we would take the time to have you in our lives, and that you would grow us up to be strong witnesses for you in the world. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, comfort and sustain everyone who in this fleeting life is in sorrow, need, sickness, or any other distress. Take a few moments to add the people that you are praying for. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Then we pray together with the words that our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. May the Holy Trinity make us strong in faith and love, defend us on every side, and guide us in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh, oh, my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before. song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when the Oh, 
when my strength is failing, the end draws near, and my time has come, still my soul will sing your praise unending, ten thousand years and then Thank you so much for joining us today. I mentioned earlier that we are a community that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And as we close, I would like to share a few ways to connect into our family. If you are interested in connecting with us in any of these ways or learning more, please text HelloCore to 474747 and we will connect with you. Our core groups are continuing to grow and reach many different people in different ways. These groups really try to dive deep together, and we would love to find the right group for you. Thank you so much for taking this time to join us, and we look forward to seeing you again next week.